Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Are you going to pray? Sean? Father, Lean. we thank you for this day, Lord God. We thank you for everybody that's here and everybody that's not here. Father, we pray for the empty seats. God, we pray for those that are coming yet. Father, we ask for your conviction to fall upon them, yes. and that they would have a desire to know the truth and to know you. And we pray these things in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's all stand. the highest king would welcome me I was lost but he brought me in oh his love for me oh his love for me who the sun sets free oh is free indeed I'm a child
who the sun sets free is free indeed i'm a child of god yes i
sing of the goodness of God. Like sheep without a shepherd, we had strayed. We had turned everyone to our own way. And there seemed to be no help, no way to wash away our sins. It would take a perfect sacrifice to make us whole again in mercy God sent us his only son for in all heaven and earth there was only one whose blood could wash us clean whose power could save
Like sheep without a shepherd, we had strayed. We had turned everyone to our own way. And there seemed to be no help, no way to wash away our sin. It would take a perfect sacrifice to make us whole again. In mercy, God sent us his only son. In all heaven and earth, there was only one whose blood could wash us clean, whose power could set us free. By his victory, we have been redeemed. The Lamb has prevailed. Sin has been defeated. Oh, grave, where is your victory? Death, where is your sting? He has prevailed. He has been found worthy. What sacrifices could not do, the Lamb has done for us and purchased our salvation when he died on the cross. Rising in power, he broke every chain and was given <coughs> Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for prevailing. You did not stop until it was finished. We're so grateful, Lord.
You did not suffer for nothing When you shed your blood Every drop was on purpose
Jerusalem Praise the Lord. I'm not uh, going to preach this morning, but <clears throat> it's interesting thoughts. Uh, a couple of things that on my heart and mind that that I've, one is, uh, there's been another prominent man in McAllister that has been taken down by the Jezebel spirit. And I just, I was at the house this morning there and I heard Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. And we don't have to fall. <laughs> it's generally uh, out of weakness that we do and not out of the strength from uh, the enemy. It's our weakness, not the enemy. So, I, I tell you this, I'm telling you this because uh, we need to make sure we think it won't happen to, to us, but it can happen to anybody. And... Uh, I was, I was reminded of the scripture. Those of you who are spiritual, <laughs> be careful in how you handle a brother. Be careful. So there's a, there's a warning out. And then... Sitting back here, and, and uh, Rusty makes the statement that his boss nearly steps on a snake, big snake, and I had a snake story, and Ronnie had a snake story, and there may be more, I don't know. But just for, out of our little group right here, there's three stories about a snake. So that should cause you to think. He is wily, right? He he knows. I mean, it, it's way too early to be 
worried about snakes. So, again, I'm not... I don't want us to be afraid. We're not afraid. But we need to be aware. And we need to be careful in how we handle one another, deal with one another. Amen? Amen. So that was the, the two things that I uh, was hearing and that we need to... So I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one hearing. So I want to hear from others what your needs to be it needs to go out we need to hear it not just me I don't but the body needs to hear what you're hearing what God is doing I mean you don't just see those things like I just told you about without uh Taking warning, you know, you've got to, you've got to embrace it and to know that God is trying to show us something and speak to us and help us in in a tough time. And uh, if we're smart in our spiritual man, that means getting in the presence of God, praying. Praying in tongues, all, all the uh, things that God has for us are made available to us. We need to be using those at this time. We need to be aware. God is showing us this to be aware. Know what's going on. Don't be. Uh, someone who doesn't listen to what God is saying, what He's wanting to release. So, I'm getting some nods, yes, but I want to I want to hear what God is saying to you. Jack had said yesterday, we were ministering to a gentleman yesterday, and he had said to me, he said, be prepared. He says, I want to hear from people tomorrow. And as I was, uh, as I was leaving, normally what happens to me is I'll go home, I'll spend some time, I'll just get quiet, I'll go for a walk, I'll do whatever, and just try and hear what God's saying. And, um, and then in the morning, he changes it all. <laughs> but uh, uh, I didn't even hit the driveway. I didn't even get to the big stone. And God said, boom. And so let's just continue on with what Jack was saying about hearing and knowing. Okay. 
Father, I want to thank you, Lord, for this day. I want to thank you for your word. I want to thank you for everything that you bring to the hearing ears of this body. God, I ask that you would open ears, silence attitudes, silence predispositions and preconceptions, and let them hear the truth of the word of God. In Jesus' name we pray. I'm going to read a bunch of scripture. Okay, so if you want to turn with me, basically, 2 Timothy 3 um, is what we're going to read. But I want to precurse it by saying I wore this shirt intentionally today because my great-grandfather was an American citizen. My grandfather, we understand, was an American citizen. We don't have any paperwork, but we understand he was born in Minnesota. So it runs in my blood. Um, And then there's me, a Canadian. But I've always had a love for this nation. I I don't know why. Um, I can't fathom it. Um, Since I was a little, little boy, this is where I was supposed to be. And I had a passion and a love for this nation. And what I see happening, and I'm not going to get into politics, so don't anybody jump up in arms. But what I see happening on both sides of the podium in politics, what I see happening in our nation as a whole and in North America and around the world would cause someone to take pause and to get very fearful if they focused on it and stayed there. Because it's not good. It isn't good. Right? And in our minds we say, oh yeah, but the Lord said this was going to happen in those days. And then we go on and we panic inside. And we do silly things and we catch ourselves doing things in reaction and we're having attitudes. I, my wife will tell you, I never get an attitude about politics, ever. <laughs> That's facetious. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm, I'm, a politi- I'm a political beast. My mom said when I was little, uh, one of the first impressions I ever did was of Richard Nixon. I am not a thief. You know. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I actually, I actually didn't, didn't do an impression of Richard Nixon. I did an impression of Rich Little doing an impression, impression of Richard Nixon. <laughs> but, um, but I'm politically driven. I always have been. I can't get away from it. I've tried. It's not worth trying. Um, but in that, you have to temper that with the word of God. You have to be able to say, what does this mean in God's kingdom? And if you can't, then you need to let it go for a season until you can say, what does this mean in God's kingdom? I'm going to touch on something that's sensitive. I know it's sensitive, but I'm going to do it anyway because he said I could. Uh, (laughs) um, He can. He can always straighten it out. What happened in Nashville this last week and a bit has been an abhorrence. To lose three young children under the age of 10, to lose three dedicated Christian educators, and then to have the media bemoan not the children that were lost, not the teachers that were lost, but the killer. Poor killer. Poor killer went through this, poor killer went through that. I'm not saying this to be dramatic. I literally almost threw up at one point. I had to shut it all off because my stomach was coming up on me. And it was the Spirit of God 
And I said, Father, this is, and I started, and just as I said, this is, I started to get this anger, this vehemence inside of me that wanted to do something physically to fix this. And God went, whoa, bring it down. They're with me. They're safe. They didn't suffer. But it's wrong. And he was quiet. And then he took me to Second Timothy and I started reading and I read the whole thing. And I mean, I'm very familiar with this scripture, but I read the entire thing. And I mean, Paul is admonishing, he's encouraging, he's, he's dealing with expectations of others and saying, don't do that, do this. Here's how we should react to these things. And then you get to chapter 3. And it says, but know this, that in the last days grievous times will come. Men will be lovers of self. Does that sound right? Lovers of money. Sounds right. Boastful, arrogant, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. I'm going to stop there just for a second. We're not talking about, uh, without natural affection, when you, when you break that down, that's not just talking about sexual perversion, okay? That's actually talking about a walking away from God, not having the center of existence in God, okay? So your affection from that point on becomes unnatural, okay? Um, so unnatural, without natural affection, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, there's no self-control, fierce, not lovers of good, traitors, headstrong, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding a form of godliness but having denied its power. How many of you know that the green movement is a cult? So the definition of a cult is when you take something out of something and you put it in the place of Christ as a salvation. Well, what's the message that they're giving continuously do this or we're going to die do this and we'll get saved do this and everybody will be okay okay the entirety of the of the of the green movement is a cult all right that's a form of godliness with no power it's it's what it is Turn away from these also. For some of these people who creep into houses and take captive, gullible women, loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Even as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so these also opposed the truth. Men corrupted in mind, who concerning the faith are rejected. But they will proceed no further, for the folly will be evident to all men, as theirs also came to be. But you know, and you followed my teaching, conduct, purpose, faith, patience, love, steadfastness, persecutions, and sufferings. 
These are the things that happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Listeria. I endured these persecutions, and the Lord delivered me out of them all. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ will suffer persecution. But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. I'm going to stop there for a second as well, because deceiving and being deceived, do you under, have you ever felt like everything you watch just seems to go and just keeps amplifying? It's because they're deceiving, and then this guy hears what this guy says, and goes, and this guy hears what this guy says, and it just keeps amplifying. That's deceiving and being deceived. It's a web. It just keeps spinning. But you remain in the things which you have learned, and which you've been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. From infancy, you've known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which in Christ Jesus, every scripture is God-breathed, profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that each person who belongs to God may complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. We're running a race. There's an end coming to the race soon. Soon. Whether you're pre-trib, mid-trib, pre-wrath, I don't care which one it is. God's going to sort it all out. I'm not going to use the whole cooking pan joke. But it's, it's going to be sorted out. And when he comes, we're not going to be here anymore. We'll be gone. In the meantime, we have a purpose. And there it is. That's our purpose. That's our course of action. Our course of action is not to pick up arms at this point. I'm not against that. i got to say it. There's scripture to back it up, but not at this point. That's not where we're at. Okay? Our course of action is not to promote that to anybody. As Christians, we have creative power in our words. So when conversations like that start to happen, you need to usually go, whoa, 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 hold on. I understand you're upset. Are those three children suffering? No, they're in his arms. They're having a blast right now. They're bemoaning our condition. <laughs> they're looking down at us and saying, oh, I'm so sorry you're still there. Please don't cry for us. We're fine. I know you're going to miss us, but don't cry for us. We're fine. We can't, we can't go there. We have to understand that we live in a different world. We're in a different sphere of, of relativity. Okay? We're outside of the things that this world holds. And we need to react and we need to speak accordingly. We need to love on those people. We need to love on the left as much as we say to that buddy of ours who's freaking out and talking about his room full of armaments. Hold on. Let me tell you about the love of Christ. Let me tell you why you don't have to stress about this. I understand it was an injustice and it was a horrible thing. But here's peace for you. And in that, we'll see the kingdom of Christ come to fulfillment. We'll see more and more people walk in to doors, living rooms. By the way, I keep looking at you guys because I keep seeing people coming into your living room. So I'm just going to speak it out. I keep seeing people coming into your living room in mass. It's like a study, but it's more than a study. There's something going on. Okay? I just see people walking into your living room, okay? And it's like they're going, oh, 
and they just sit down and enjoy the presence of God. As we move forward in the things of God, these are the things that are going to start to manifest, right? Ronnie's going to get up on a Wednesday afternoon, you know, after taking an afternoon nap because it's so hot out. It's going to be 105 degrees outside, and the Lord's going to say, go to the buses. And he'll show up at the buses because he listens. And there's going to be kids waiting. Can we learn about what's going on here? What are these buses about? And it's going to start happening. It's going to start happening. But our responsibility is to keep our tongue right. That's our responsibility. Keep our tongue right. Speak peace to all. I was in a grocery store yesterday and there was a he, she, it. Because that's the pronouns they want us to use. I'm not accommodating that. That's actually something I've said for almost 20 years. My wife will attest to that. And now it's come to pass. Um, and they were, they were uh, restocking the shelves and fronting everything. And as I walked by her, I believe it was a her, um, they looked up and they had this look of... And I just looked down at them and I went, good job. Looks great. That's all you have to do. Because what they're used to is derision. Right? The enemy wants, I want to clarify this, the enemy wants to get your attention. And then he wants to judge you for the action that comes about because he got your attention. Because that's how he brings us into condemnation. So if you think about that in everything you do, understand, the enemy will do something to get your reaction, then he will judge you, and he'll run to the throne of God and say, look! Right? Instead, when he comes to you, and he does something, and you're about to react... If you go and then position it in Christ with your tongue, there's nothing that can be done. All that can be done is building up with the kingdom because you've established the kingdom of God with the word of your mouth. Last thing I want to encourage everybody to do, every scripture is God-breathed and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that each person who belongs to God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good word. These last few years, I've really fallen down on my reading. I used to read every single day. I don't. Sometimes I've gone a whole week without reading the word. It's in me, but I'm not reading like I should. And right there, the last thing he says... Every scripture is God-breathed, profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that each person who belongs to God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. We need to be in the word now more than we've ever been before because it charges you up. Okay? The word edify is Greek for to charge or to energize. So it's to be boosted, to be set in place and boosted. Lifted up, charged. Okay? If you're edifying yourself through the speaking of a tongue in your prayer closet, 
you're charging yourself up in the spirit when you don't have anything else to give. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. You start to speak in tongues. And all of a sudden, your, your energy level comes up. Your, your presence, the presence of God comes up. You start to get boosted. You get, start to get filled again. When your battery is boosted, that's when you read the word. Because you'll get revelation you've never had before. And I don't care how many times you've read a scripture, even if it's John 3.16. You'll get revelation from it that you haven't received before if you read it when you're boosted up. Because God's presence, his spirit, is there and is turning that word into a living thing. The reason I'm saying that is because if you find yourself in that situation where, oh yeah, I've read that before. Oh yeah, I've read that before. And it's easy to get into. Don't get me. I'm not judging. Don't go there. It's simple. Get into his presence, read his word, and then react correctly with your tongue. Amen. Rusty, you and Laura come up here. We don't have to be traditional in who we are. We just have to be who we are. And that's why I ask him to come with you. And as a head of the house, you give covering. And it's important that you know to do that now because of the calling that's on our life. And so get to come up and be with her when she comes up <laughs> and shares what she's going to share. Do I? Well, he ain't going to ask me to talk because he knows I'll just go, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm the doer. You're the speaker. Oh. <laughs> well, it's interesting that you shared what you did because... Um, Pastor Frankie Powell was at the King's house and he shared the very same scripture. He read exactly that. Um, and he shared, you know, we're going to have to pray daily, love unconditionally, open our lives to people. He read the scripture of open your home um, and then live selflessly. Um, and so that was just, you know, almost verbatim of what you guys we're saying. Um, do you know Frankie? Okay. <laughs> but you guys do, right? And then um, Frankie taught a class yesterday. yesterday on going deeper and just really encouraging people, helping people to find their prayer languages, right? Really like be baptized in the Holy Spirit, you know, and gave a really good teaching. But I mean, I haven't heard those teachings for 20 years, right? Like, the river was going, and we were learning all of that, and then it went silent, right? And very few churches would even put a finger on it, right, that I could see. And so I just feel like what we shared on Wednesday, the double portion is being let out. I think Holy Spirit is wanting to do something new, right, that new wine 
because it's laid dormant for quite a while, I feel like. I don't know if you guys, I mean, you guys have been an outpost, but in the general church, you know, it's been silent. So I was really encouraged to see that and that encouraged. And then you just confirming, like, we've got to be using what Holy Spirit has given us to walk in whatever he's got for us in this new season. But we're going to have to really be sure that we've got our firm footing on our firm foundation and in Holy Spirit to stay where God wants us to be and not get even one, and that's what, um, Pastor Frankie, that one degree, like we've got to check our compass every day, right? Because um, if we get off even a little bit, one side or the other, um, right? Yeah, like if you're flying one degree, you could end up, you could be trying to get to England and you're in Africa, <laughs> right? Like it, that's how far one degree can get you off. Right, And the only way we're going to do that is realigning with the Lord every day, surrendering every day, right? And just being surrendered and submitted. I didn't think I had anything to say. <laughs> Amen. Father, we, uh, we hear your voice. We hear your word. We know, God, that we, you're speaking to us in, in these days and in, at this time. And that we have a plan, that you have a plan for us and purpose for us. And uh, I ask you, Lord, to strengthen us that we might be able to accomplish what you have done for us that you have for us to do Father we just uh, we want to be wise in your eyes (laughs) wise in your eyes that we would know the plans and purposes. We just bless you this morning and we thank you, Father, for what you're doing, for the opening up of this. We see that you're doing something and accomplishing something and that things are changing and we have to stay right. And we know that the enemy is there but we also know that we have the protection in the wilds of the enemy as long as we keep our eyes on you. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's make a declaration today.
As we have given back to the Lord a portion of what he has given us, we declare that he teaches us to profit and leads us in the way we should go. The Lord gives us power to make wealth, supplies all our needs according to his riches and glory. We bless Israel, praise his name, as he blesses us, his way becomes known on the earth and salvation among all nations. Lord, we are leaving you for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, debts paid off, and our third world. Our businesses are fats filled with oil and coffers with gold. Expenses decrease, blessings increased, heavens open, earth invaded. Signs, wonders, and miracles, and angelic visitations. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, thank you for more than enough. We give into your kingdom, co labor with heaven, and see Jesus get his full reward. Amen.